Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about meal planning. Yes, I know that topic of meal planning, right? You know, deep down, you need to do it, but you just can't seem to get yourself to actually do it. Or maybe you do it, but you find that it that it takes so much time and effort that you go through these periods of doing it and not doing it. But either way, you know you want to be doing more of it, right? So today's episode, I'm going to share with you my current meal planning routine and past meal planning routines, why I have switched them up, why they might have worked in the past, what I have learned over the years as a mom that meal plans with picky eaters, my meal planning method to simplifying your meal planning routine, different types of meal planning, meal planning tips, and last but not least, the steps to helping you find your own meal planning routine. So basically, today is all about meal planning, right? But before we dive in, if you're still not completely sold on the idea of meal planning, let me ask you this question. How many hours a day do you spend at the grocery store and how much money do you spend every week on eating out? And if the answer to those questions is not making you happy, then you, my friend, really need some meal planning in your life. And here's the deal. If you're trying to also transform your body, which more than likely you are because you're listening to this podcast, that requires a certain level of nutrition, which more than likely will include macro counting. And I know from personal experience and from working with other women that it's really hard to adhere to that meal plan when you don't have your food figured out, when you're just leaving it up to chance. It really makes it hard to stay within your macros and it really makes it hard to adhere to what you are trying to do. And we've all heard that term. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I know it's really cheesy um, and we've seen it all over the place, right? But the truth is, it's true. And what you're really going to find today too, as we go through this episode, is that simple is better. We don't want to overcomplicate this. We don't need overcomplicated as moms. And the more complicated we make things, the more likely we're not going to upkeep them, right? And meal planning, you need to find a routine that you can that you can sustain over the long time. That's really realistic. And as you're going to see, as I share with you, my current meal plan and other meal planning routines I've had in the past, it's okay to change up that meal planning routine when things in your life change. And I'm going to explain that more when I share my personal stories around meal planning. So if you're still on board with me, let's go ahead and let's get started. And first, I wanted to share with you my current meal plan routine and why it works and why I don't do what I used to do, which was to meal, uh, to meal prep. I used to be big into meal prepping. And I used to do it routinely. Every week, I'd meal prep for my lunches and my breakfast, and I'd plan my snacks for the week, and I'd have everything ready to go. 
And when I did that, it worked really well. And it was what I needed to do in that time because I worked full time and I had a little baby in case it was little and um, I was pregnant too. That was part of the journey. So I had all these things going on. And in order for me to stay stick to, you know, my healthy eating and and really stay in line with my values of it was more than just like, especially whenever I was pregnant, right? Like I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be, you know, take care of myself. Of course, I, I ate, you know, things that weren't planned on. But for the majority of the time, if I didn't plan out my meals, then I was leaving things up to chance. And then I was more likely to, you know, whenever, um, you know, people at the at my work were like, hey, let's go eat Mexican food because where I work, like that's pretty much all that was there. Um, and then, you know, that would I've been more likely to like give into those things or oh hey do you want a burger from Sonic or you know those kinds of things if I didn't have my meal plan and prepped and taken with me there was I was going to make those kind of choices because you know I had no other options so that is something I did for a very long time and if you are in a season of life where you don't have time during the week like you are strapped for time then I really suggest looking into meal prep because it can be a game changer and make your life so much easier during the week if you just take a few hours on a Sunday or Saturday to really prepare yourself for the week. And that's what used to work for me. But then I that didn't really jive with me. And this is the reason why. And this is why I want you to really see how meal planning needs to be something that works with your current lifestyle. And it's okay if that changed. Um, my husband started working in the oil field and he only has Sunday off. He works six days a week. He works 12 hour days. And I didn't want to be spending my time meal prepping on Sunday instead of spending time with him or us doing things. That was really our only day to do things. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to do something different. And what I started doing then was I started overcooking dinners. Um, I started overcooking our dinners so that way he would have lunch the next day and I would have lunch or I would just make something easy for my lunch. This also worked because my to be completely, to be honest, too, my husband started getting burnt out on meal prep because it was eating the same thing, you know, for his lunches five days out of the week. I can do that. I can eat the same thing every day. It doesn't bother me. I personally actually really like to eat a nice big hearty salad every day for lunch and maybe switch it up a little bit like that. But for the most part, that's what I mostly eat for my lunches. And I really enjoy that and I don't get tired of it. But I'm the type of person that I'm a creature of habit and I, I find simplicity and um, keeping my routine the same a lot of the time. So anyways, that worked for me. So that is what I ended up transitioning into because I had to figure out something that worked better for our lifestyle. And so that was me over cooking lunch or dinners. And then he would have that for lunches the next day. And then um, I stopped doing meal prep for breakfast because I didn't work. I stopped working full time and now I work part time, right, as a trainer. And so I have more time in the mornings to get ready, but I still keep my lunch. My breakfast is very simple. I rotate through a lot of the same breakfasts. Um, I like to really keep breakfast simple, lunch simple, snack simple, and then dinners where I get a little bit more creative. And that really works for me to keep as much as I can simple. And then, um, like I said, dinners, I will make those a little creative because 
because, you know, that's when I'm sitting down eating dinner with family. That's um, usually the dinners are the leftovers that my husband's going to take. So I try to keep things, you know, he, like I said, I can really eat a lot of the same things and that works for me. And if you're like that, it really definitely works in your favor. And if you're not, then you got to really figure out what works for you and that's okay. And then sometimes um, really learning to maybe try (laughs) to keep things really simple for yourself. Uh, Maybe you have this story like, oh, I can't do meal prep. Like I couldn't do that. Maybe you just haven't found the things that you really like. Like maybe you were meal prepping things that you didn't even like to eat in the first place. Or maybe you really weren't uh, cooking the food right where it tasted good, rewarmed. That's another thing. Um, When I would talk to women about meal prep and they're like, oh, I just cannot stand to eat chicken that's been re, you know, reheated up. And what it turns out is most of the time their chicken just sucked. <laughs> like they were overcooking it to begin with. And then they were nooking it in the, in the, the frit, I mean, in the microwave. And it was just really dry and boring. And so sometimes it might just mean, right, it's not that you couldn't eat the same thing every time, but it's maybe the things that you're choosing to pick to eat. Because if there's something like, for example, if you loved hamburger (laughs) if you love a hamburger you love pizza or something you probably could eat that five times out of the week right and so maybe it's not the whole idea of eating the same thing but it's just the options that you were given yourself is not something that you can eat over and over and over um so that's something to really think about whenever you're meal planning is really keeping it simple and that's what i have found has worked for me over the years and that's really what i've been doing probably the last three years is Overcooking dinner, my husband takes that for work the next day. Uh, Breakfast is something that I would wake up and cook him something really easy or have something kind of already prepped. Um, And breakfast is something I would cook myself. Usually those kinds of things that I have for breakfast are really resolve around like eggs, (laughs) eggs and toast and fresh fruit and fresh vegetables um, and some type of protein, uh, another protein source. Like sometimes it might be ham, sometimes turkey bacon, sometimes ground turkey sausage. Um, Like I said, those are the things that I really keep simple. Sometimes I'll do like a breakfast sausage. Sometimes I'll do oatmeal and I'll put a scoop of protein powder in it. Sometimes I might do yogurt and put some protein powder in it and some fruit and some granola uh, it just really is something that I keep simple. Sometimes I even do a shake, right? I'll do like a green smoothie or something. Um, and I'll just rotate a lot of those those things. And those things just stay simple and they stay the same. Uh, maybe sometimes I'll make like an easy breakfast taco with like some corn tortillas. Um, but it really just stays the same. And the same thing for lunches, guys. Most of my lunches are the same. I'm going to have some type of variety of a salad with a grilled chicken breast. I get a lot of the pre... What I like to do is... I get either pre-cooked chicken breast or frozen chicken breast. I put them in my air fryer um, and, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, I have a chicken breast ready to go and it's not something I have to watch and it always tastes really good in the air fryer. If you don't have an air fryer, that thing's like my favorite. Like I love to make like sweet roasted sweet potatoes to go with my eggs. Sometimes I'll dice them up. I'll like prep them ahead of time, have them diced up. I just grab, measure out, uh, weigh them out and then throw them in the air fryer, Uh, just spray a little olive oil on them 
put some sea salt, some rosemary, really good with eggs and some some like Ezekiel toast. So as you can see, very simple stuff, right? Other things for lunch I'll do is I will once again, ch- <laughs> that chicken breast, right? Have a chicken breast um, with some veggies, some frozen veggies on warm up and then Uncle Ben's ready-made rice. They're like these packaged or these pouches of rice and they're really easy. You just warm up in the microwave and I can get like two or three lunches out of one packet. Um, sometimes I will take those flavored tuna packets and I will mix it with cottage cheese and then I'll, I'll like either chop up you know like an apple in there and I'll eat it with some crackers or I'll just eat it with crackers or sometimes like uh, tortilla chips like so really as you can see like those things are simple I don't overcomplicate the lunches I don't overcomplicate the breakfast like I'm just trying to fuel myself appropriately and trying to hit my macros but it's also in a way that's something I enjoy I do like simple meals and I do like the way it feels to eat healthy like because I know how it's going to make me feel afterwards um that's what really is going to help to drive you to want to eat healthy or someone like I don't like to eat healthy I don't I promise you you start eating healthy and you start noticing how good you feel you're not going to want to go back like you're like I don't want to go there like I know how it feels to eat like crap and I don't want to eat like that I choose not to eat like that all the time and it's not a punishment or restriction to me to me it's it's um what's do what's going to make me feel my best right uh so that always helps me to keep things simple snacks i keep simple too everything is always for me focused around protein first everything's a protein source first and then trying to add the vegetables in i try to get two servings of leafy greens a day um i always try to hit my i always hit my protein like i don't have a problem with hitting protein uh you know, so that's where I get my majority of my protein too, or filling in those gaps is snacks. And that's how I do it with macro counting. So macro counting everything for my day is focused around my dinner. And then next is my lunch and my breakfast. And then I use my snacks as gaps. And so sometimes I might not have a snack. Sometimes I'll have two snacks. Sometimes I'll have one snack. Just depends. Maybe sometimes I just need to throw in a shake after dinner so I can get my protein in too. So um, really I use snacks as, like I said, just feeling in those nutritional gaps but everything really is focused around dinner first and then lunch and then breakfast for me um so that is my current way that i meal uh set up my meal planning right or the the way that i eat now let's talk about how do i meal plan all right because i do have a little bit of a method to meal planning and making things simpler for myself and this is what has worked and i just keep doing it and so i have a method and it's called the plan method okay so right really easy simple uh, plan everything stands for something so the p stands for prepare the l stands for list the a stands for appoint a time and the N stands for notes. So let's talk about each one of these. Um, so when I am in, when I'm in the P phase, the planning, the preparing or whatever. So I'm preparing. So what does that mean? I'm looking up, I'm looking at the upcoming schedule for the week to see what do I got going on? Right now it's baseball season with my son. And so a lot of 30 times out of the week in the evenings for an hour and a half to two hours, we're doing baseball. <laughs> so 
it, it, those are the nights that I need to really plan something really easy, an easy kind of dinner. Either it's a dinner that I'm going to um, make before we go out on the field or we're gonna, I'm going to have when we get ready for us when we get back or do it when we finish or start it. Sometimes it'll be something I'll start before, like prepping, and then when we get back, I'll finish it up. Just depends. Um, a lot of times I will try to do like Instapot meals. Like, okay, what is something I could just throw into an Instapot and I could set it and then, you know, we'll have it ready or a casserole, things like that. So super simple, trying to keep things really simple on those days. When I always do a meal plan, I always plan in two to three meals that week or have two to three meals always in my in my uh, fridge or in my pantry of things that I can just like go to easy, easy go to meals, right? So like I said, a lot of times it looks like an Instapot meal or it's going to look like a protein, a veggie and a carb. So um, it's might be, I might make everything and then we just rewarm it up whenever we get home, right? To eat afterwards, or we might eat after, uh, before if he has a later game in the day. So I had to take, you really want to look at your schedule because you don't want this like, oh my gosh, I forgot we have this or, you know, this pops up and you're like, oh man, like that totally ruined. Like I had this long dinner planned out or this like dinner that was going to take time and it just doesn't work. You know, if you if you kind of take that into account ahead of time, it sets you up for success because you're like, okay, I got this. Like, this is going to work for this day and this is going to work for that day. And then always having those types of meals available because, you know, let's be honest, like shit happens last minute, right? Maybe your kid came, uh, said, oh, I have this project to do at the last minute or something happens or you just maybe you're not feeling that great that day. Um, instead of going to the, the drive through, which is m- m- like what a lot of people do, right? You're like, okay, I have this really easy easy go-to meal, I'll just like, you know, I'll just throw it together, right? So it's always good to have those kinds of things. So anyway, so I'm looking at my schedule. For me, I do meal, I meal plan for two weeks at a time. I do that because I live 45 minutes from an actual grocery store. And so I just do that because it's it's the most convenient thing. But if you're just getting started, and ideally if I had a grocery store that was nice closer to me, I would do it once a week. Because the reason being, it can be a little tricky when you're doing two weeks at a time because fresh things, fresh produce, like you're trying to eat healthier, right? So you're buying fresh produce and some of those things just don't last that long in the fridge. That's kind of the the part that's been tricky about doing a two-week meal plan for me. Every once in a while, I'll go to the local store here, but it's a hit and miss on produce. Um, it's gotten better, but it's so overpriced and sometimes moldy. And so I just don't really like to mess with the grocery store here. So what I'll do is the first week will be a lot of fresh things. And then the second week, that's whenever we pull out like the frozen veggies and the canned veggies. Or I, what I've learned is there's certain veggies that will last longer in the fridge. I have like these um, veggie saving or fruit saving containers and I'll put vegetables and certain vegetables and fruits in there and that that upkeep so I'm like for instance I can put my spinach in there and it's going to last my baby spinach is going to last for two weeks in that container um, so those are always like a good investment right like properly caring for our produce because it really sucks when you spend the money on produce and then you're like oh shit it went bad <laughs> right it's it's like a science experiment happening in the back of your fridge and those things can be really helpful, those food savers. And um, just planning as well, right? So if we don't have something planned out, maybe you're just somebody that goes to the grocery store and you have good intentions in mind to buy all this healthy stuff. And then it just goes bad before you can use it because you really didn't have a plan for it. Like you're 
intentions intentions were good, but the plan was not there. So this is where this comes in handy. So you're going to look at your upcoming schedule. You're going to figure out how long you're meal planning for, and then you're going to inventory your food. So this is all still preparing, right? We're still preparing before we really put our list together, and we're going to look at what food do we have? Because that's another thing that can happen is we can start to, things can go bad, things can expire um, because we had, like I said, we'd never had, if we don't have a plan for something we buy, it's going to sit until we figure that out, right? So I always like to inventory because, I mean, I buy extra shit here and there that I don't really need or I didn't have planned for. I'm like, ooh, maybe I could do something with this or that. So that kind of gets like in, it's like in my inventory, it doesn't get used for the week because it wasn't really planned for. Or maybe last minute something changes. I'm like, oh gosh, I got to do this like easy go-to meal today, not the one that I had originally planned. And so there's other ingredients that I haven't used. So I always look at what is left and this this is really important too I have learned over the years is to have your pantry organized for easy inventory so what does that mean I went to at home and I bought like these baskets these container baskets um and I organize my pantry. I have things organized like all my uh, pastas will be in one box and one of those containers, all my rices. Um, I have one for condiments. I have my cans organized. I have a snack one. Like I have my pantry organized like so it's whenever I need something like say my husband is or I'm like telling the kids or my husband like to go get something out of the pantry that I need like I know exactly where it's at I'm like oh it's top left right whatever you know I know where all my stuff is and then I also have a pullout bin in the my pantry that has um like it's funny the first drawer is all my protein bars the second drawer is all my like different types of tuna and salmon pow- packets because uh, I use those as snacks and like go to's then I have the next drawer is all of um you know, like the seasonings that you put into like things that you make, like different types of seasoning packets and things like that for food. Then the next one is all my baking stuff. And then the last one is like jars with tops, like certain types of jar. Like it's just makes sense for me. you got to figure out what makes sense for you. That's going to be really easy because when you're meal planning and you're trying to remember what like you're like, oh, because you should always before you do a grocery list, you should look through and figure out like, okay, do I have this or not? And because I've done that before, like I'm going to raise my hand. I'm, there's certain things that I would just always automatically buy. And then I started like accumulating like so much of that before I could even use it. And then it goes bad and I have to throw it away. Um, so it's really looking, making sure you're inventorying that food that's part of preparing and it really helps when you have something that's organized. So the next thing is list. You're gonna list your meals and you're gonna create your grocery list um, and you're gonna put your list on the fridge because that's gonna help you throughout the week to stay on track to know what you had pre-planned. So the night before, if you need to pull out you know, some frozen chicken breast or some frozen meat or whatever to defrost, you're gonna do that because that's another thing I've heard women say, oh, well, I had to go out, I had to go through the drive-thru, I had to go out to eat because I forgot to defrost meat. Which by the way, guys, if meat doesn't take too, too long to defrost. Like you can figure it out in the fridge, you can put in some hot, uh, hot water or the fridge I don't really like doing it in the fridge but you can you just kind of have to watch it so it doesn't like start to cook on the outside before the inside is thawed um, so that's the next thing is to list so what I would what I do is I have 
a, I have my recipes in Evernote. It's an app. It's free. So if you have gotten my macro kickstart course, which if you're interested in, it's www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. It's 47 bucks. It's a really good introduction into macro counting, and it includes 30 plus of my favorite go-to personal macro dinner recipes. And you will get access to that through my a recipe book that I have in Evernote. So I have have my recipes in Evernote. I have my master list of recipes. I have like all of them, like over 200. And then I have that one, of course, I share that's like 30 plus. Um, but that's how I, I go when I find my meals, right? So maybe I might think, okay, I want to make something with this. I have this in my inventory. I can search in Evernote and it'll show me all the recipes that will that have that ingredient, right? And so I will do that. I'll figure out my meals. I will also go on some Pinterest to give me some inspiration sometimes. I don't do it as much. I used to do a meal prep um, membership online and I was always experimenting in the kitchen. This is where all these recipes came from is because I would go on Pinterest and I get inspired. I'm like, ooh, I want to make a healthier, macro-friendly version of this. And then I would figure it out. Sometimes it would suck, but you know, a lot of times it would turn out good, right? So then they, I, I would put them in my recipes. Um, so now I still kind of do that. I'll try new recipes here and there, but I mostly stick to the ones that I have. And then I'll try a few ones every week. And I always recommend don't try a bunch of new recipes all at once. It's very overwhelming. Just try one to two new recipes, right? But most of the time if you look at how you eat majority of the the meals that you eat or you make are the same right if you really look at it like so you have those go-to's so why not make a recipe notebook with all those go-to's and then you just rotate through them instead of like I don't know what to make I don't know what to make you know it's so I will scroll through that Ooh, that sounds good oh we haven't had that in a while oh that sounds good right it's my my inspiration and my go-to and they're all macro friendly recipes and most of them are in my fitness pal so i put them in the my fitness pal database over time and so that allows you know me my client i really did it for my clients too so they have some easy way to add their macro um to keep up with their macros right in my fitness pal so i will do that i'll make my list and then what i will do depending on if i'm doing pickup order or if i'm gonna go into the grocery store lately i've been doing a lot of pickup orders Um, If I'm going to go in the store, I will do a list app, which I'm trying to think if I even have it on here anymore because I haven't been doing the grocery list. The app that I like is called AnyList. So I will put all my my recipe, all the grocery list in in there in AnyList. I will make sure I look at my inventory to see if I don't already have something, but I've already kind of looked at it. So I have an idea when I'm doing my meal planning. And then if I'm doing a pickup order, it's going to be through HEB. So I'll do HEB curbside and I will just add my stuff in my basket. I've been liking to do the pickup order just because it allows, if for one, it, I don't have to go in the grocery store, right? The only thing that sucks is if, you know, sometimes it's a hit and miss on the produce. Like they don't always pick the best produce, but it also keeps me from overspending because I will tend to grab things I don't need when I go to the grocery store and I can see how much I'm going to spend, which is really nice. And lately what I've been doing too, is I will start um, a grocery list, right? And you know how sometimes you just think like, oh, I need that. Oh, I need that. So I'll start a curbside order. I won't put in like a time slot yet. I'll just start adding things to that list over the week. And then when I'm ready to do a meal 
plan uh, all the rest of the stuff but at least it like once I something pops in my head that we need I'll put it on there and it's on there for whenever I get, do decide to do my meal plan um, and then I will put that on the fridge I have something I bought from Amazon it's a big uh, like a gosh what would you like a big old magnet and I can dry erase board magnet and it has the days of the weeks and I will put the meals for week one and week two because remember I do t- weeks two weeks at a time and the thing is guys it's not set in stone but at least it helps to keep me on track sometimes I'll switch things recipes up throughout the week and that's fine but I do have you know kind of like that go-to list then the next thing is appoint a time so this just means you need to appoint a time to pick up groceries and properly store them and I know it's kind of silly like that's part of my method but it it's like as a mom that's busy especially for me I have to drive 45 minutes one way to pick up my freaking groceries so I'm going to definitely need to appoint a time when that's going to work for me. And and you need to find a time that works for you too. Ideally, you want to pick the same time every week because then you get into a routine of that. Uh, for me, it just, it just depends, right? It changes. But really trying to keep consistency helps. And then, of course, you got to think about when you get home, you have to take the time to properly store them. So I will clean up my fridge. I will try to prop- – what I mean by properly store is like if you need to wash vegetables, you need to put them in a, a – like a, you know, a veggie saver like I was talking about. Like I have those containers, um, you know, that, that kind of stuff. It does take a little bit of time. It doesn't take too much time. But regardless, it takes time. And then the last thing is notes. So this just means like adding new recipes into my notebook. Like say when I do try new recipes, it, making sure I add them in there. If I made changes or I found something different, I'm going to go and I'm going to edit my recipe, things like that. So those are things to make notes of or things that kind of worked like so that you know, okay, I need to do that next time. Especially when you have picky eaters and you find something that works, you definitely want to keep doing it, right? If that's something that that works. Um, so yeah, that's the plan method. It's prepare. You're going to prepare for the upcoming. You're going to look at your schedule. You're going to look at your inventory. You're going to list. You're going to list out your meals. You're going to create your grocery list. You're going to put your list on the fridge. You're going to make a point a time, a point in time to pick up your groceries to properly store them. And then you're going to make notes on what worked and what didn't work for that week and add in new recipes if you, if you need to. So that is my method. That's what I've been doing for a while. It just really works. It's simple. It's straight to the point. It gets, it gets the job done, right? So now let's talk about different types of meal planning. That way you kind of have an idea. So like I said, bottom line is you got to find something that works for you. Sometimes it takes some playing around too to really figure figure that out but there's no right or wrong way though the really there the right way is is just something that works and you doing it right um so different types of meal planning is overcooking dinners for lunches this is my favorite and this is my go-to i told you i always overcook my dinners i just always do i like leftovers i like to have them in the fridge ready to go especially that works for my husband right so i he has lunch for the next day Next is um, meal prep. There's different ways to meal prep. When I meal prep, I would meal prep on Sunday and it would be for my breakfast and my lunches for my work week. Think about what makes sense for you. This meal prepping, there's no right or wrong way. It's what works for you. Maybe that just means meal, maybe all it means is just prepping your snacks, right? 
whatever that looks like for you, think about what can make things easier for your life because that's the whole point of meal prep is you're taking the time now to make things easy for you later in the, the week, right? So that really, a lot of it actually depends on your schedule, what is going to be easiest for you. The next thing, um, next type of meal planning is batch cooking. I do this every once in a while. So what is batch cooking? That just means examples would be like making a big thing of rice. So sometimes I'll do this at dinner. I will overcook rice because then I can use that side for another dinner later in the week. Um, other things you can batch cook oatmeal for breakfast, you know, um, you could do chicken, right? Make a bunch of shredded chicken and then have a plan for it throughout the week. Maybe use it one night to make chicken salad. Maybe you use it one night to make, to put on top of a pizza. Maybe use it one night to make chicken tortilla soup. Maybe use it one night in a casserole. Do you see what I'm saying? But the whole point is you cook a bunch of it at once and then you use it in different dishes throughout the week. So that's definitely something you could do that with all kinds of meats too. So just make sure to be aware of like how good meat stays in the fridge different meat stays good longer than others um chicken and ground beef usually five days five six days i've i've pushed it to seven i don't probably recommend that but um that lasts longer than like pork pork doesn't last as long um so yeah so just be mindful of that then you could also do freezer meals i don't do these i've never really done these maybe sometimes i'll overcook dinner and i'll freeze them but i there's i know there's some people that really like this so they will and you can look this up on pinterest just type in freezer meals and they will prep like a dinner, right? They'll put it all in like a Ziploc bag, like a, a freezer gallon bag, and then they'll freeze it. So they might, a good thing, this, I could see myself trying this maybe in the future with like meat. Like you could put your chicken in there and whatever your marinade or whatever and set it in there and put it in the fridge. So that way you, the whole point with the freezer meal is you're gonna pull it out the night before and let it thaw in the fridge. So it'll be ready the next day for dinner time to make. And a lot of these freezer meals are like dump mills. If you never heard of like a dump mill, basically a dump mill is you're just dumping everything into like a crock pot or an Instapot. And then, you know, it's really easy. So those are some really good ideas for like busy days or nights out of the week or these dump mills or these freezer mills. That's a different, another type of meal planning. So those are the kind of the really, the big meal, uh, meal planning things that you can do. So let's talk about some tips for meal planning. So always think, <laughs> this is like number one, I'm gonna reiterate this is, I don't even know if I said that right. <laughs> always think about how to keep things simple or make things simpler. Really guys, keep it simple. So here's some of my tips. Only try one to two new recipes a week. Okay, keep things simple. Have a few really simple go-to meals a week that are based around protein, carbs, and veggie sources. Okay, one of my really favorite go-to ones right now, if you um, if you are blessed to have an HEB and you live in Texas, or if not, I'm pretty sure whatever grocery store you go to, um, is pre-made meats. Okay, so there's this one, there's these, it's like a chopped up taco chicken it's like verde chicken or something like that right so it's frozen and it's chicken thighs that are chopped up and it has like a marinade already on it and so all you do i it's one of my go-to's i have it in the freezer because it's like okay just keep it in the freezer right? it's not going to go bad for months um and i will pull it out on one at night that's like oh my gosh i need to do something really quick and easy um and i know that ahead of time i'll just 
let it defrost or defrost it in the microwave and then I'll cook it. We'll have chicken tacos. And then I will have um, some things you can have are like those those Uncle Ben's ready-made rice pack pouches or like some type of rice pouch where you just microwave it, right? There you go. Bam. Easy dinner. Easy, quick dinner. So always think about having a few of those go-to things that are going to be in your pantry. Um, other things that can really help with meal plan to save time, though they can be a little bit more expensive, is pre-cut veggies. And then also just realizing when a veggie is already pre-cut, they're going to go bad faster usually because there's more space you know, it's chopped up, they're going to oxidize faster, right? So you want to like use those accordingly as soon as you can. Also rotisserie chicken. I've done this before. That's a really easy dinner night is a rotisserie chicken. Um, I will make a rotisserie chicken in my Instapot sometimes whenever I just want an easy dinner. Uh, let's see, ready prepped meats. Like I said, like these pre-cooked meats are like a pre-cooked chicken breast, um, that all, all you have to do is just warm it up in the air fryer. Those kinds of things are going to make things really easy when you're meal planning and you need some really easy meals. Like I said, really keeping it simple. There is some of the best meals that my family likes are really simple meals, which is a like a protein, a carb, and a veggie. So it might look like, okay, one of lately, this has been my favorite, like one of my like favorites is making bagel chicken so you know like that bagel seasoning everything but the bagel seasoning and I will make chicken strips with that seasoning in the air fryer and then we'll have like my kids love cauliflower so I will steam some cauliflower keep it really simple salt and pepper and then we might have like chickpea mac and cheese or a rice or something that's really simple and those simple meals are the ones my kids eat the best right really simple go to um, and so I know like after a while we can think veggies, chicken and rice can be really boring, but it's like how you're doing it too, right? Like I'm putting bagel seasoning. I'm making it something fun. It's in the air fryer. It's not like this overcooked cardboard freaking chicken breast. Like you can, those kinds of meals, um, are really good meals to have. And it's just when we overdo it or we just don't cook them properly that they kind of get, they lose like their charm <laughs> for a lack of other words. Um, so I will definitely throw those in a few times out of the week. And then other times I'll be doing casseroles. I'll be trying different recipes. I'll try trying different things, but I'm going to tell you guys nine times out of the 10, my kids always eat those the best. Um, so that's something to think about when meal prepping, especially with picky eaters. Um, one other tip, if you are meal planning with a picky eater is always making sure that at least one of the sides is something they're going to eat right? It really sucks to try a whole new meal and then your kid won't eat anything and you're like, okay, what are they going to eat for dinner, right? So I always make sure the main dish and a side dish, they're going to eat it. And then, you know, maybe one of the, maybe a top, a toss up like in the side, right? But for the most part, they're going to eat it. And, you know, it doesn't always work that way. There's sometimes I make things and they liked it once and they don't like it now. And, you know, that's just the way it goes to the pick eaters. But just remembering that they, especially young kids, they need multiple exposure to the same type of foods before they actually decide if they want to like that or not. And I, from what I've read, you know, studies are showing around 15 times of them being having exposure. I think it's more for example, my kids, it took me a year of trying over and over for them to like green beans. Now they will finally eat green beans, which is crazy. I love green beans as a kid, but it really took a year of me trying. So don't just because they don't like something the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, 
you know, still put that on their plate and give them that exposure. I also notice whenever we sit down as a family together, um, then they eat better. We have like a, a kitchen bar, you know, like a kitchen island with a bar and the kids love to sit up there because it's fun. They used to get on, sit on bar stools, but then that means that they don't sit at the table with us. And I noticed when they sit up there versus when we sit together, they don't eat as good. <laughs> so that's always something to think about is that, that family setting when we're eating with picky eaters. Um, but yeah, that's my meal prep prepping tips. So what I'm going to leave you with is just these foods for thought of how you can get started to create your own meal plan. So first thing is first, you need to pick how long you want to meal plan for. And I suggest starting with just one week, you need to look at your schedule for the week and go through your inventory. And if you don't have a rhyme or reason to how you inventory or how you have your pantry or your fridge or your freezer, all those things, it should be really simple for you to do a quick inventory. If it's not, you need to reorganize. Then you need to pick meals based on your schedule and your inventory. Um, mostly pick meals you, your family and you are familiar with. Like they're going to be easy. It's not going to take a lot of effort and time. And then pick about one to two recipes to try for that week. Uh, I wouldn't suggest just trying a whole full week of new recipes. I've done it. It's very overwhelming. Um, so yeah. And then also keep breakfast, lunch, and snacks simple. And then get creative with dinner. Because like I said, you want to keep things simple. Decide if you want to do any meal prep. So look at your schedule. Are you somebody that ha that can afford you know, 10, 15 minutes to make your lunch or your breakfast? Or are you somebody that needs to have those things prepared ahead of time, grab and go because you you eat at the office or you eat at work or you eat on the go depending on your job or what you're doing throughout the day. Really think about if meal prep is something that you would benefit from and plan accordingly. Um, then you want to post your meal plan on the fridge so everybody can see it, including yourself, because it will help to hold you accountable and help to hold you um, to, yeah, to like accountability and you're going to know what to do. Uh, then you want to make your grocery list. You want to use an app, right? I don't like doing paper ones. I like doing apps. Um, like I said, any list is a great app. If you're doing online, I love curbside, especially for us moms. We just, we go pick it up. I love it too, because it keeps me from buying extra crap that I don't need. And then I can see exactly how much I'm spending on my groceries instead of like praying that it's not too much when I go through the grocery line, like hoping I stay, because I usually have a limit that I try to stay in, which is I try to spend to be honest, probably like 200 a week on groceries or less. So, and I have, uh, let's see, how many mouths do I have to feed? One, two, three, four. I have five people that I need to feed for, right? So I try to, you know, we try to keep around that. And then you're going to go get your groceries and you're going to follow through. That's, that's how you get started. And you might fail. It happens. You know, sometimes I fail too. <laughs> it happens. I have the best intentions and maybe I don't get to make that one dinner that I had planned for the week. Or maybe something went bad in the fridge before I got to use it because you know what? Sometimes that happens too. We don't know the state of the vegetables. Sometimes when I get pickup, they give me the crappy ones. And so 
you know, then, and that's another thing too. I've had to reorganize my list of how I make things because I'm like, oh crap, this looks like it's about to go bad. So instead of making this three days from now, I'm gonna have to make it tonight. So have also that flexibility, but always have those go-tos that are really easy. At least you have some type of plan going on that's gonna help you to stay successful. And really guys, if you are trying to macro count, you you really need to meal plan. You, meal plan. You have to have something in place like that in order for you to be successful in your macro counting for you to hit your macros for the day. So I'm going to leave you with that. I think I've said plenty, (laughs) but for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome that I wanted to share with you. I just put together a macro counting mini course. And so if you are a mom who's ready to kickstart your macro counting lifestyle, but you're confused on where to start, then I made this just for you. I'm going to show you how to do your own custom macros using the same approach I use my clients, plus step-by-step videos on how to track your food using MyFitnessPal, how to accurately measure out your food, how to track alcohol, how to make fun foods like eating out or eating cookies with your kids, work with your macro. And it also includes an introduction to my macros for mom method, which is a laid by laid back step-by-step approach to macro counting that takes out all the overwhelm. And it shows you how to make macro counting fit into your mom life. All of this plus an amazing bonus, which is access to 30 plus of my own personal macro-friendly dinner recipes that are all in my fitness pal database. So what it does, this does is actually makes it really easy to keep a food diary. And it also gets you to stop cooking yourself separate dinners and to start seeing results while eating with your family. All of this greatness for just a one-time payment of $47. And you can get all the details at www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. The link is also in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this to you guys. So here's to helping you kickstart your macro counting lifestyle in a way that works with your mom life and not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around.